Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network, a station dedicated to the concept that all manifestations of the divine are equally valid. Join Reverend Terry Power HP, Robin McKean, and all the hosts for programming covering a wide range of spiritual topics right here on Blog Talk Radio. communication. 
it, it, we're we're in Aquarius now, and it doesn't seem that maybe uh, Aquarius is famous for communication, but it really is because uh, the the planet of Mercury is exalted in Aquarius, which means that it has a high talent for communication. And I've just been thinking, you know, we're, we're surrounded by information and communication, and, and what we do on the Internet most of the time is communicate. But I wanted to talk about communication uh, is, is really an art and a skill and a gift, and it's a responsibility. And I would like us all to think about that, because being able to communicate is perhaps one of the most important life skills we can have. Yes. It not only enables us, you know, to pass on information to under to other people, but is also to have a connection with them while we are exchanging information, and that connection is present on the internet, but lacking because it's not an in-person situation. Um, so I got to thinking today, you know, communication is really two things. It is a noun. First of all, it's the description of the process of exchange. And it's also a verb. It's the act, the action of communicating with or to another entity. And when we look at it as a noun, it's a process by which we exchange information. It's like I know something and I want to tell you what it is. So I can speak it, write it, show it to you, I can dance it, I can demonstrate it. And, you know, but as a verb, it's much more than a process. It's a skill of reciprocation, and that's where the magnetic fields come into play. That's where that thing is energized between people. And if I think that my job is only to express an idea or perform it, there, I've done that, um, then I've failed. Because my true job as a, communication, a communicator is to make mm-hmm. sure that the communication is understood by the recipient and not only understood, but understood correctly. So my job doesn't stop with the initial output it's only completed when I'm sure and have received the appropriate feedback that the recipient really understands and comprehends what it is and what it was that I was trying to communicate. That is very true, and you are very thorough. All your written communications uh, certainly demonstrate that uh, gift of beyond the shadow of any uh, doubt. Uh, and in fact, I think so highly of your communications that I've woven into my uh, uh, theurgical and theosophical uh, explorations here in uh, northeastern New Jersey and beyond. Well, and that's been really so wonderful. And I um, I learned a really interesting lesson when I was a consultant um, back in the 90s. I was hired as a consultant to Mitsubishi. They wanted to um, have someone over here field uh, presentations that they got for television shows or even their participation in sponsorship. And, you know, usually that's the um, the job of a very large advertising agency. But for some reason they, uh, they were introduced to me, and for a while I handled their business. And I, I was told I went to a little school where I was educated in how to 
um, uh, interact with the Japanese culture and what I should and shouldn't do. One of the things they taught me was sitting around a, a conference table with uh, the Japanese, and it was mostly men at that time, uh, is that they will, as you're expressing an, an idea or a plan or a project or whatever it is you're talking about, um, they will nod. Uh, in they will nod their heads. They will nod their heads. But I was cautioned not to take that as that they liked it or they were accepting it. That was just simply an acknowledgement that they heard what I was saying. So I love that because if they hear what I'm saying, okay, great. Now we move on to the second phase of our communication, which is, you know, will they accept this? Do we have agreement uh, in moving forward? So I really, um, uh, communication has been important to me, I think, to think about as a concept and to I take responsibility for the way I communicate something to people. I wanted, I've always wanted to make sure that it's done in an understandable way. And I think uh, even with the clients that I have, I, I talk to them also about communication, not just, you know, to get it off your chest, but to make sure that you are heard and understood. And then there is a viable relationship that is established. Good point. And, uh, yes, that is phenomenally important. Do you still do that type of work as well as all the other uh, work that you're doing? I do. I do. I I see clients for spiritual consultation. I see clients for energy work, uh, for chakra work, for work where we change the energies. I use a lot of crystals in healing processes. So, um, yes. I see clients individually for that work, and um, and we make a lot of nice progress. It's it's very good. I think everything is a vibration, and everything is a communication. So I like to uh, bring that out for someone in case they're blocked in a particular area. And I'll, I can use any kind of means, anything from Bach flowers to essential oils to crystals, gemstones, um, whatever it is we need to do uh, in order to block them. And I always offer them various modalities because everybody responds differently to a different idea or a different suggestion. Yeah, so whatever appeals to them, um, we do. And then we work work in that area. It's very easy to get caught into like a mental box or a mental prison or a mental trap um, I've been doing a lot of work uh, on myself with that lately. I've, uh, I've had several uh, uh, insights or revelations, uh, um, and I'm seeing the extent to which we live uh, stories. Now, I've always been aware of this uh, to a great degree, but um, I've kind of gone into a, new, into a new level with it, and I've become aware of how powerful the stories we accept, whether somebody else told them to us or we told them to ourselves, the, the power that they have to shape everything. And then Well, they do. They do, don't they? Yeah. That, I mean, that's what we love about myths. <laughs> They're stories yes. that we can relate to. And every story, uh, even a powerful one, um, can limit you, and th- that's an amazing thing to discover. 
And like all amazing things, it puts everything you know in question, which can be scary. Uh, but what can you do? Once you see something, you can't unsee it. So you need to look at it further and not uh, ignore it or run away from it because it'll, it'll nag at you and taunt you if you don't. Well, indeed. Indeed. Yes. And I've, I think uh, if we use the metaphor of a story – we can talk ourselves into or out of pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. That's very true. So it depends what stories we tell. And you have uh, a wonderful guest lined up for today, uh, and I believe she's on the board. Would you like to introduce her? Well, I would. Um, uh, of course, there's a story involved. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, I, um, Charlene Ellington is, a, uh, is an animal communicator and a medical intuitive. And she's also a very, very dear friend of my literary agent, uh, Lisa Hagen. And awesome. she is um, uh, quite talented and quite remarkable. She has helped me with a couple of my animals in the past. And I just thought it would be wonderful, since I've been thinking about and talking about and writing about communication, I was thinking about the ways that we all communicate and what about communicating with those that can't speak to us? How do we hear their voices? And so I asked Charlene to come on and join us because I thought it would be wonderful to hear about the communication with animals, and I would just welcome her aboard. Um, Welcome, Charlene. Let me bring her on board. Hi, Charlene. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for (laughs) accepting. Um, We were just talking talking about you and introducing you as uh, an animal communicator and a medical intuitive. So let's start with the animal communication. Um, Mm -hmm. How did you get into that? Is that a course you take? Do you sign up? Or how did you get into it? I started off as a Reiki master 21 years ago. And that snowballed into becoming a medical intuitive and then studying matrix energetics for people. While I was studying at the Monroe Institute six years ago uh, to become more conscious and more intuitive, uh, during meditation, three of my pets who were dogs who had been long on the other side in heaven came through, and I could see them. I could, hear, I could see them running up to me in my mind's eye. But then I also could hear them speak to me. So their messages were short, but the first dog was a, a pet, a beagle that we had had for years. And what she said was, I loved living with you and the family. My last part of my life living at the farm was great. Running rabbits, running free, thank you for that gift. Well, then the second dog also spoke, Princess. And she said, I always felt connected to you. Life with you and the family was so pleasant. Yes, we connected that morning before I went off to die. I heard your thoughts of love and gratitude to me while I laid in the driveway. And then the third pet was a lab that we had, and she said, you brought me back from death's door that time. I accidentally ate glass. 
You stayed mm. with me while I was so sick and hurting. You figured out to give me liquid egg yolks to keep me alive because anything else would have hurt too much to swallow. I loved living with your family. And then they said, we will be all so glad to see you whenever you cross over to our side. And then I just said, thank all of you for coming to visit me, and then just kind of sit there with my mouth wide open. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so then after that, uh, w- once I got back home, um, I was sharing, you know, the story of, of my three dogs, the pets that had come through from the other side. And a friend asked if I could talk to her dog, whose behavior had changed, and she wanted to try to find out what was happening with him. And she wanted to know if I could do it, and I didn't know if I could, but I tried, and it worked. And then it just kind of went from there, word of mouth. So what I'd like to do with y'all is to be sharing some of those readings with you so you can get an idea of how their personalities shine through and some of the reasons that the animal communication readings take place. Now, I think, you know, I could paraphrase, but I think that you'll get a whole lot better sense of the animals if I read their words to you. So, oh, that would be that. wonderful. Are you up for that, Hercules? Oh, most certainly so. That that sounds awesome. Okay, wonderful. great, Charlene. Tell us some okay. stories. Okay. Uh, first thing I'd like to do is I'd like to tell you how I actually do the animal communication readings. Perfect. Uh, okay. I, t- I talk to the animal's owners to find out what they want to know or they want me to tell the animal. I always do the animal communication readings long distance, which means I don't have to have that animal here with me. I talk to the animals from all over the United States, so... That would be real difficult if, if they needed to be with me. I get quiet all by myself, and then I tune into the animal through the owner. And when I actually put pen to paper and start writing, it's like the switch flips, and the process begins. I always introduce myself to the animal that I'm talking to. Some are chatty, some are reserved, but each one of them has a real distinct personality. I write down word for word what I'm saying to them in my mind, and I also write down word for word what they say to me that I hear in my mind. And sometimes I just converse with the animal. There are times that there's a request for medical intuitive findings for their health issues, but it's not unusual to send healing energy to the animal if requested to do so or if there's a need. Usually at the end of the reading, I'll ask the animal if there's anything that they want to tell their humans. So then I thank them for talking to me. And when the readings are over, then I can either read it to the owner by phone or email a copy uh, to be kept by the owner. Um, Each reading is just so different, and I just never know what I'm going to get or be told. They can be really entertaining, and it's surprising how appreciative they are of being listened to and to be heard. Now, are you tuning in? Well, what what are you tuning into? Are you tuning into the soul of the path of the animal that is passed? Yeah. Are you turning? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, sometimes I'm, you know, I'm actually talking to the animal. Sometimes I take it a step further and I am actually talking to the body part. You know, if there's a health issue and it just can't seem to get resolved, you know, whatever. Um, 
I'll, I'll actually tune into that body part and have a conversation with that. Um, anything to, to to try to get to the core of what the problem is or whatever they you know the, they, their human wants an answer to. So it's really your animals that had passed that really came to you and said, "Hey, this is a real thing, and maybe uh-huh. you can do more of this." Yep, that it, that's how it played out exactly. And nobody was more surprised than I was, you know, because any time something like that happens first, you think, am I making this up? And then I thought, uh-huh. no, because yeah. <laughs> I, could see my, I could see them in my mind's eye. And I knew what I had done for Molly. So, you know, and for her to acknowledge that, that's what gave me validation that, okay, I'm onto something real here. And I was already... I was already talking to humans in that way. I was already doing readings with humans that way. So, you know, I can't really say that it was a, that really, in all reality, a far stretch for it to step over into talking to the animals. But um, so the animals, now do they speak to you? You hear them in real words, but are they communicating to you in pictures, in thought balls? They're talking to me just like you're talking to me. I hear them exactly the way I'm hearing you right this minute. Wow. I mean, every once in a while that somebody might send me a a picture, but that is so rare. No, my 99% of the time uh, is them speaking to me in words. What has been your most... And and very comforting, I'm sure, to the people... Um, to whom these uh, pets uh, belong, that uh, in whose families they belong, that must be very Absolutely. comforting. Yes, yes, yes. I totally agree. And and they're human say so. So, I mean, that's all I've got to go by. But um, it's just, it's really rewarding. It truly is. Well, I can tell you that when when Charlene read my cat Mandy, Mandy just developed this amazing uh, red spot on her back. It and then all the hair fell out. She hadn't been burned. Nobody had put anything on her. It was just the oddest thing. And so I called Charlene and I said, you know, what is going on with Mandy? And and I thought she she runs every time after she eats she runs and tears around and I thought oh my god she's got some sort of stomach pain and Charlene talked to her and Mandy's still living but she talked to her and 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 she said no 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 Mandy that's just joy Mandy's experiencing joy after she eats and I thought she was either crazy or in a loon or uh, in some sort of physical pain. So it was a wonderful relief to hear that. Mm-hmm. She was just being exuberant at how good the food is, and she wanted everybody in the household to know so. <laughs> well, so, you know, so that was really valuable information to the cats here, and uh, it was just wonderful of Charlene to do that. So, Charlene, what has been your most, um, I don't know, unusual or surprising experience that you've had? The, probably the most surprising experience I've had is to be asked to talk to a chicken. <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. a, a chicken, a, a, a hen. So would you like to hear what a hen has to say? Most oh, my goodness, so. I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, 
I tuned in and I talked to the hen, and uh, the, her name was Elvira. And um, she was continuing to stay in the chicken coop and wasn't producing eggs anymore, so I was asking her what had happened to her. And uh, the hen said, I prefer to be called Henny. I absolutely do not like the name Elvira. I am sick from tick bites. I don't feel well at all. So I'm thinking, okay, here's a hen who knows what she, who knows who she wants to be called. So anyway, so I talked, tuned into her body, and I said, what do you need to be well again and to produce eggs? And Henny said, I do not know if I can recover from this. The enzyme injected into this body has compromised my body by more than one tick bite. It's not decided whether I will stay long to flourish, but as of now, I am ill and not up to par. And so I asked, was it anything else that she wanted to share? And she said, no, not at this time. But who knew a chicken could be particular about her name? Oh, mm. really? <laughs> so you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> oh, that is wonderful. Now, had you met this? Had you met this chicken, or was this just uh, the the chicken of a friend that you'd never met? I I actually met that chicken. I you know that's just it's rare that I actually meet the animals. Um, I just happened to be at her house, and I guess the conversation came up about I do animal communication, and she says, "Well, I've got a chicken that's not doing well. Come walk with me, and let me show her to you." And I said, well, you know, I really don't have to see it. No, no, I, I want you to see her. You know, she's just not herself. You know, she's not coming out the coop. She's not eating well. She's not laying eggs. You know, so I went and I looked at Henny. And, oh, well, she was Elvira then. And um, and I did the, the reading at another time. I, of course, I didn't do it then. But um, but that's what the hen, and the, and the hen made it. You know, she, she rebounded and, and made it. So... Um, she did not perish at that time. Well, just like a lot of people, all we sometimes need is somebody to talk to. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Somebody to tell um, our troubles to. Well, I just, I just love that. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, do you uh, get attached to your clients? Do you get attached to your animal clients once you've spoken to them? Uh, not like I do if I am actually, you know, if I put, like, if I can put my hands on a, on, a, on an animal, I, I'm going to feel a whole lot more. But um, I don't know. It does give me a, a, a happy heart when I talk to them, and they'll say, like, if I've talked to them more than once, and they'll say, I remember you. I, I remember your voice. Your voice is very distinctive. <laughs> so, you know, you, you can't help me have a little ego boost there. So, anyway, but, um <laughs> I had another good surprise to come through when a horse shared with me exactly where she was getting out of the pasture. And her humans had looked and looked and could not figure out where she was getting out. And so um, this horse's name was Peanut. And I said, Peanut, I'm Charlene. And I said, how are you getting out of the pasture? And she said, I don't want to tell you. And I said, well, why not? And she said, because I like being able to get out and be free. It feels good to do that. And I said, well, Ben is worried about your safety. You're fenced in to stay safe, and when you get out and roam, it's not for your highest good. Please 
tell me how you're getting out of the pasture so they can keep you safe. And she thought about it, and she said, oh, all right. There's an old piece of fence that is low enough for me to step over that has a broken wood post that's located right behind the dwelling that the master lives in. There's a low branch that's hanging in front of it, and it's not easily noticed. I'm able to step over the fence by going under that branch and behind it. And I said, well, please don't get out again and wander off. It's just, just because you can, it's just not safe for you. And she said, but I like to. And I said, I know you do, but they want to keep you safe by staying in the pasture. They really would appreciate you staying in the pasture. And she said, well, you do know that if I can get out, then something can get in. And I said, can you be more specific about where the place is that you can step over? She says, it's right behind the dwelling, and I come around the dwelling on the side of it near where the chickens roost. And I said, is there anything else that you'd like to tell me to share with them? She said, no, not particularly, but it does need mending, as do several other places that are not substantial in keeping out the predators. And so... I want you to know that I got a call later, and it was exactly where she had said it was. They couldn't see it because the branch was hanging down so low that they had just walked by it and not noticed, but she told it was right on the money. Oh, my God. That's amazing. That's just amazing. Have you ever tried to speak with wild animals, Uh, um, like Animals that may not have been domesticated, do they communicate with you as readily? I have had animals. Um, they're not nearly as chatty as the you know, domesticated ones. But, yes, I have had them um, have a conversation with me. Um, that's not my norm, though, but it, but it has been okay. done. So, so what, is your, what is your favorite favorite thing to do in in communicating with animals what's your very favorite thing do you do you just ch- like to chat with them or do you uh, you know does there always have to be a mission or can you have a conversation i can have a conversation uh normally normally i'm going to do it because the owner has asked me to do it i mean uh-huh. like if i if, if i was out in the neighborhood and, you know, a dog came up to me with his person, you know. I have had conversations with him that way. Um, but most times I'm going to go in and do it because the owner has asked me to. So uh, I really like talking to the pets that need to return home. Um, Chief was a dog that was missing, and his mistress called, and she was just frantic because he'd been gone since the night before. So I said, Chief, I'm Charlene, and your mistress asked me to speak to you. Um, and he says, she's more my mom than my mistress. Aww. And I yeah, that's that's not unusual at all for them to feel that way about their humans. I said, she's concerned about where you are, that you've been gone since last night. And... Um, she said, there's no need for her to worry. I'm fine. I'm out exploring. It's fun. I see I'm old enough to go um, see what's out there for myself. I started off in the nearby woods, and I'm, I'm just not near home right now, but I know how to get back home. 
And I said, well, would you come on back home now, please? It would make your mom feel so much better to be able to see and hug you. He said, well, I hadn't planned on coming home just yet, but yes, I can start on back towards home. I'm really enjoying myself, though. And I said, so, you're going to come back home now? He said, yes, since that's what she wants, it will probably be midday before I get back home, okay? And I said, well, okay, thank you, Chief, for talking to me. And he said, you're welcome. Just tell her I'm fine right now. And so she called me, and he was home in an hour and a half. <gasps> wow. Wow. <laughs> I know. That's just so amazing. It is amazing. I, I'm amazed every single time. I truly am. Um, and it seems uh, that most dimension to your life, too. Uh, you Say can, that again, Hercules. It seems to add such a joyous dimension to your life. Uh, the oh, joy yeah. comes out uh, through your every word. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm glad that you have this gift. And it seems to enrich your lives uh, as as well as those of the animals and their families. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, pro- it's just one of my favorite things to do. I mean, it's just such an experience, especially when they make me laugh. Um, but um, a cat named Lucky was missing for two days before uh, his mistress got in touch with me and she was frantic because he had been gone for so long and I just was not like him and I said Lucky I'm Charlene where are you are you still living because she was afraid that he had perished or or a wild animal had gotten to him because they live on the farm Yeah, yeah it is spring and I feel the need to be out hunting. Yes, I'm still living. And I said, well, your mistress wants you to come home. She's worried about you. He said, I'm not ready. I'm just not ready to return yet. I'm okay and will return when I feel ready. I'm grown, and I want to do what I want to do. And it suits me not to be cooped up in the house so much. I feel the need to be out prowling. It just feels good to be out doing so. And I said, please go back home so your mistress won't be worried about you. And he said, I just can't right now. So then, uh, three days later, she calls me again, and she's still frantic because he's still missing. And so I tuned into Lucky again, and I said, it's Charlene again, Lucky. Where are you, and why haven't you gone home yet? He said, because I'm enjoying the freedom of roaming when and where I want, when I want. Like I told you before, I'm grown and I should be able to do as I wish. So I had the opportunity to do it, and I did. And I said, are you going back home eventually? And he said, I suppose so, but not yet. I've gotten a taste of expansive freedom and can't get it out of my blood now. (laughs) I said, your mistress is worried about your safety. And he said, well, I don't see why I can't continue taking care of myself. I've been fine so far. There's plenty of mice and insects to catch and eat. There's plenty to drink with the rain. I'm fine. Don't worry about me. I said, I hear you. But just know your mistress really misses you and wants you back home with her again. He said, she'll be fine. It's not like there aren't plenty more of us cats there to entertain her and sit on her lap and purr to her. <laughs> well, thank you for talking to me, Lucky. He said, you're welcome. And I said, 
Well, what are you doing right now, by the way? He said, sitting up on a branch in the trees to keep off the wet ground, looking out over the fields. A bird just landed on the end of the branch, but flew off before I could catch it. And I said, well, be careful getting down. He says, I'm not far from the ground. It won't be hard to land it on the ground when I'm ready. Bye now. I want you to know his mistress called me an hour later, and he was hunting. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is just, it's just so everyday for you. I think I love the fact that it's just so normal and part of your life. And you talk about it uh-huh. as if you were just chatting with a friend yeah. over the fence. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, has there uh, been anything that is that has been um, like dreadful, or that you it you had a hard time telling the owner? Was there anything uh, that was really difficult for you? Well, yes. When uh, a pet has gone missing. Um, and I probably I did not print out any any of those readings, cause, but to ha- um, to talk to the pet that has crossed over to the other side, and to give the news to the owner of what happened, to have had like a wild cat attack, you know, the pet and and mm-hmm. killed it. I, you know, I, I really hated telling that, but my deal is, if since I was given this gift. I tell it word for word. If the if the owner wants to know and the human wants to know, I'm gonna read it word for word and say, you know, if they were to ask me, like, you know, my my pet uh, vanished and and I don't know where it is, and I said, you know, are you okay with me, you know, with you hearing exactly what they're gonna say? Yeah, and I said, okay, as long as you know, you know, because. We don't know what we're going to get. Because I usually don't get any kind of preview. It's really and truly when I put that pen to paper, that's when the process switches on, and that's when I can start hearing them. So, um, so yes, I, I, I hate giving bad news or, or, you know, for somebody to know that their pet got attacked and maybe they didn't perish immediately, that it was not a, a, a good death. It was a painful death, you know. But um, I, that... That would be one, yes. Do you ever get a sense of um, from a pet uh, of a warning to the owner? Is there ever something health-wise or safety-wise that an animal will tell you that you need to communicate that to the to the owner? I have not had them to tell me that, but I have had um, a few pets to tell me that their illness they took it on in their body so that their human would not be um, having to deal with it in, in the human's body. So like the cat, you know, like a cat um, took on, and I can't I can't remember right this minute, you know, what the illness would be in the cat, but I do remember her telling me that she took it on so that her mistress would not have to take it on. That's very, um, that is a very high spirituality, and uh, you yeah. open the door to a whole other dimension uh, of uh, inquiry as well. Uh, it seems that animals have an afterlife, uh, and that yeah. animals make decisions to incarnate, and they also make decisions yeah. to take upon themselves certain things to spare others. What is yeah. the difference then between uh, humans and animals? Are we the same? 
Well, it's obvious that the animals definitely have a soul, and we have a soul. And mm-hmm. you know, and to have somebody say they don't speak, well, I, I got to beg to differ because yeah, they got a lot to say. It's just a matter of who can understand what they're saying, you know, and asking them the right questions. But um, they have a whole lot to share with us if we're willing to listen, you know. But sometimes it's, it, you just got to have the right person in there listening or asking the right questions. That is remarkable. It, it is, is remarkable. It, 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 what what do animals have to teach us, Charlene? Unconditional love. I, I think unconditional love, I just, you know, they just tell me over and over and over how much they, they love, love, love their humans. And they're just so appreciative. So, um, and I mean, like you think about a, a dog. You can go out the room and come back. He's happy to see you. You, you, you go into the yes. yard, you come right back in. He's happy to see you. I mean, your your dog's always happy to see you. Um, I don't know about a cat. Yeah, a cat can kind of take you later. She just kind of needs you to feed her and give her water and do her bedding. <laughs> <laughs> Not all of them, but I, I, I've talked to enough of them that they, that's what they told me. So, anyway... <laughs> Yeah, they're remarkable. We have a, a dog, a Xena Warrior Princess, and uh, four cats. Uh, uh-huh. Selena, Samson, Freya, and Nix. And they all have different mm-hmm. personalities, and uh, you know, they all communicate uh, differently. And uh, yeah. my wife and I always speak for them, you know, and uh, we have marvelous uh, conversations. Uh, but you've mm-hmm. given me a new way to look at those conversation, <laughs> conversations. Absolutely. Because it comes very readily. Yes. Mhm. Mhm. So, Charlene, let's say someone is listening out there, and they've always wanted to be an animal communicator. They've always wanted to do that. What would you advise them to do? How can they start? That's a hard question for me to answer because mine just happened, like quote unquote, happened to me. I didn't go out and I didn't go out and take any classes. I didn't pursue it. It just happened. Um, there are people out there who teach this. I'm not one of them because I don't know how to teach what I do. You know, I've not been given that information to to know how to share it. I mean, I, I'm sorry, I can't answer that one any any better than that because I just don't have the answers. Um, but, but you've shared it wonderfully tonight. You, you've shared uh, some wonderful, inspiring, and uh, very amusing and insightful uh, tales. And uh, mm-hmm. so uh, I would disagree with you. I think you'd be an excellent teacher in the things that you, you know. Well, I will rethink that then, Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've given our guests some homework, haven't you, Hercules? Yes, I I was so impressed by what she was saying, and I'm I'm enjoying listening to her, and and just even the sheer joy with which she's communicating it, it it is incredibly awesome. Oh, it Uh it is, and, and, you know, I'm going to venture to to say that because you're a Reiki master and because you communicate uh, silently and and in the, uh, you know, in the 
other realms. You, you, you communicate in the fourth and fifth layers with the Reiki. Perhaps that opened you already to those channels, and perhaps the, um, it's like your beams were out there, and the animals just kind of jumped on them and said, oh, boy, mm-hmm. we can talk to her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Evidently. <laughs> yeah, and so maybe, maybe people can start, if they're interested, maybe they can start to hone their own intuitive skills to really study mm-hmm. and, and master things like Reiki and, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and, and, the, and meditation, start maybe with meditation and, and open up those channels so that they really are working on, with their sixth sense and, and their um, higher, higher self. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That sounds good to me. <laughs> that sounds real good. <laughs> well, is is there um is there like a dream like some somebody will say, "Okay, who would you love to have dinner with? If you could have dinner with anybody in the whole world, what famous person would you like to uh sit down and share a meal with? And what animal, what famous animal would you like to talk to?" Secretariat Secretariat. I remember Secretariat. Yep. Do yep. you remember how his owner communicated with him? You remember that? If you watched uh, the movie, it showed that. No, you know, I don't. I'm not familiar with that story. Uh, and you know, I'm not positive about that happened in real life, but if that happened, just like the movie was, that fascinated me. And um, you know, I, I sat down and, and watched. Um with great joy at how they communicated with each other. And, you know, she was his biggest advocate, and she knew what he could do because he was telling her what he could do. And so and you see where that all ended up. So, um, Well, yeah, the triple crown and then some. Well, uh, what about, uh, well, why don't you, why don't you do that? Why don't you have a conversation with Secretariat and then come back and talk to us and tell us all about it? To give us the secrets, the in, inside track on Secretariat. <laughs> Well, I had never thought about that until right now, so that that is something to ponder on. <laughs> I think so. I think I think you need to have a conversation with Secretariat. I do. I mean, okay. can you imagine? You could make a lot of money. That could be a million-dollar book, The Secrets of Secretariat, as told to Charlene Ellington. <laughs> And I know just the agent to to publish it for you. Oh, me too. Yes. <laughs> that is a great idea, and I would definitely review it and interview you about it. And, and <laughs> what do you call it? Uh, you're so wonderful as a guest. I'm sure Cat will have you back on again. I will be inviting you back on again, also. Well, so, thank uh, you, thank you. It would be my pleasure. Oh, it's just great. And, you know, and then I think, what if you were to talk to famous animals throughout history and tell their story in terms of, you know, things that we need to know? I mean, what what do they know? I mean, I, I wouldn't ask them about climate change, for example, mm-hmm. but I would have uh-huh. asked them, you know, about uh, history, what famous animals in history. I mean, I, I'd love you to talk to one of the Trojan horses, you know. I'd love you, uh-huh. wow. I'd love you to talk to some of the mythical characters that, that we know and and let us know what, what's on their mind, what's in their hearts, what what did they learn, what was their life about, what was the most important lessons, and, and what could they teach us? Well, I'm certainly willing to learn any time from the animal wisdom. Yeah. Me too. 
So, so you have well, an audience. Interesting to I, I just never thought about doing that, but it's definitely something to ponder. It, it is definitely yes, it is. something to ponder, uh-huh. and I'll you know I'll buy an advanced copy. I'll I'll commit to it tonight. <laughs> As will I. So there you go. You've sold two books already. There you I'll go. The, like the that, Secrets right? of the Secretariat and Beyond. I love it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, I'm, I think I'm uh, something like Aesop's Fables almost, except uh, with. Uh, um, actual uh, animals, not, not generic animals. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, this isn't like the animal whisperer. This is the animal talker. This is, yes. <laughs> this is true stories from the animal kingdom. Well, I'm just telling you what they said, you know. Cause I, I, I laugh and say I am not smart enough to make up this kind of stuff. I mean, it's just too entertaining majority of the time just by itself. I, I have no way I could make that up and make it as entertaining as they say it. You just never well, know what they're going to tell you. It's just great. I love the cat who wouldn't come home. It's like, I'm not ready. I love that story. <laughs> and, of course, Henny, you'll have to dedicate your book to Henny, Miss Henny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, wow. I think I think from the book, I, we've got a Broadway show. We've got certainly a film. We've got, oh my Anatomy goodness, the possibilities. Going on. <laughs> an opera. <laughs> I think this is an opera. <laughs> <laughs> and countless YouTube videos as well. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. I love it. Well. This has just been great. Well, Charlene, what what are your closing thoughts here? What what do you want to leave us with? Um, I love that you know, what started off as doing like medical intuitive readings to humans just easily mailed right into being able to do it to animals. Um, you know, so that is very helpful a lot of times when when there is a health issue and the humans just can't figure it out, you know, to tune in and have the, the, the animal to be able to tell me what he or she is feeling and to be able to tune in and talk to the body parts to get a clearer understanding um, and then to be able to send healing as well. Um, I just love doing the animal communication. It's just, you know, it's so soothing to the animals in so many ways. Um, and I and I do things for the humans, like to if there's a life change going on with the animal, to you know tell them what's coming up, or let's say their owners are going on vacation and going to leave them. They do so much better if they know what's going on. You can't assume that they, that they know, you know, and I can't tell you how many times I have shared with them, you know, what the owner asked me to tell them um, about what's going on. And it just made them going through that, that major life change just so much easier for them, and they came through it with flying colors. Um, and, or if well, an animal is fearful for that, you know, for the owner to be able to ask and find a where is that fear, you know, stemming from. Um, but bottom line, Cag, it, it truly is an honor to be allowed to converse with the animals and to help them to be heard and to help their owners to understand them better and what's going on. 
Well, I think it's a it's a beautiful service that you do. Now, if anyone wants to contact you, Charlene, and have and have you work for them and uh, mm-hmm. contact their animals, how would they get in touch with you? Uh, I'd be glad for them to email me at iracu at yahoo.com, and that's like I as in Iris, R as in Ricky, E as in Elephant, I as in Iris, K as in Kite, I as in Iris, U as in Umbrella, at yahoo.com. All right, and that and the center word there is Reiki, which is R E A R E I K I Reiki. Yeah. It's it's you know it yeah. looks like it's Reiki, but it's pronounced Reiki. So right. I Reiki you at yahoo dot com is how yeah. you get in touch with Charlene, yeah. and uh, you know and that would be great. And and does that apply for uh, medical intuitive readings for human beings yeah. as well? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that includes uh, any kind of services for humans or their animals, either one. Yep. Well, that's great. And um, and when you do the medical intuitive readings, um, tell me a little bit quickly about that process and how long it takes and, and what your results generally are. Well, it, you know, I guess it depends on, you know, it's it's one thing if somebody has, like, it wants to know one issue versus, you know, I've, I've had people ask me, you know, five, six, seven, eight issues. You know, it's, so it, it's going to depend on what they want to know. Um, the more detailed they are with what they can share, the better my questions and more detailed my questions can be to the body, to the person, to the body part to find out um, what's going on and you know, what does it need. Because a lot of times it's just a matter of asking, what do you need, you know, to the knee, to the elbow, to the whatever. What do you need to feel better? And um, and the body will tell you. I mean, every part of the body has a voice. Every cell, every organ, every part of the body has a voice. It's just a matter of asking the right questions to find out uh, what what you need to know. And that's whether it's for an animal or for a human. Well, that's wonderful. I think you are just absolutely one of the most remarkable human beings alive today. I'm honored that you gave us your time, that you shared with us your talents, and that we have uh, an opportunity to contact you at iReikiU at Yahoo.com. That's how everybody can get in touch with the wonderful Charlene Ellington. Hercules, what would you like to ask her? Um, I did on what you said. This was a remarkable, <laughs> informative, and, and truly fun uh, show. So uh, you're awesome, Charlene. Uh, and Thank I just you. Wanted to make sure, um, I, the letter I, right? Reiki, R-E-I-K-Y-K-I. I'm sorry, no, no. U-Y-O-U at yahoo.com? Correct. I added Correct. that to the thread and also a link to your um, uh, Facebook uh, page will follow. Okay. Thank you. That's wonderful. Charlene, again, is there anything you'd like to say in, in conclusion, anything you want us to know? Just how much I do love doing the animal communication. I absolutely love it. Um, it just it makes life easier for the animal 
you know, if there's a problem, if they're not being understood, it just makes life better for them. It makes life better for their humans, too, when they can find out what the reason was. And a lot of times it's not at all what their human thought, you know. Uh, it, it can be something totally different. And, you know, the pets, they don't want their humans upset with them. So if if somebody can give them a voice and tell them what's going on um, so that they won't be upset with their their animal for misbehaving um it just it's a win-win for everybody mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very well said. well that's really wonderful well i hope you have a very wonderful uh 2019 and lots of people will give you a call and and find thank out you. what's bothering their animals so that you can yes. tell them the truth so thank you charlene for sharing the time with us i have had an absolute ball thank you me thank too, you and for I want to thank me. you, Charlene, and thank you, Kat, for uh, bringing us such a phenomenally wonderful guest today. <laughs> She's just amazing, isn't she? I was so happy when she said yes. <laughs> well, I appreciate it more than I can say. And Lisa Hagan knows the most amazing people. Everybody I've met through Lisa has been <laughs> incredibly awesome and mind-boggling. So thank you, Lisa Hagan. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you to Lisa. She is awesome. She is awesome. We, Yeah, we're all together here because of Lisa. So a big shout out to Lisa. Thank you, my darling. We love you. Yep, yep, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> and um, one more uh, choice before we uh, wrap up for today. Um, I could not play Dr. Doolittle's Talk to the Animals because uh, it's not one of the songs I have permission for. So I was looking through uh-huh. the library here in the dashboard. I haven't heard either of these songs, but I will let you pick which one you'd like to close the show with. Uh, they're both by S.J. Tucker. One is called Little Bird, and the other one's called Rabbit Song. Little Bird. Okay. <laughs> All right. Little Bird it will be. Um, Thank you so very much again. I'm looking forward to the next time that uh, we all talk. And thanks to okay. all home for tuning in to what has got to be one of the most interesting and unusual shows we've done in a while. And uh, after we're back from the break, we're going to have Jerry Hosek with the Enlightened Hour. Okay. Thank you. I am a little bird. Next time I open up my eyes, I'm going to have to learn. How to spread my wings and fly Turn loose of all the things That try to keep me on the ground Got no time to be afraid So you're not gonna catch me looking down I'm gonna shake I'm on a shake. Seven.
We're going to hear the second of those songs, a rabbit song, and then we'll be back for part two of our show. Trickster came a-calling to find a totem here To teach the foolish heart of man without installing fear Many came and many went, but still the trickster paused Bear and cat and tiger tried, but had too many claws Dog and wolf, the wise indeed had teeth to a quite a fright. And Owl with his tawny eyes could only see at night. No, the trickster said at last, teachers I see many, but my way is full of laughter. And in you I see not any. But beneath the tree where eagles sat, Coyote told the tale of silly hares cavorting in the old country of Wales. Raven stared unto the sun and crow sang awful songs. And a rabbit sat a listening with ears so wondrous long. Aha, the trickster danced a dance of joy and victory sweet. He laughed a laugh and swooped a swoop and landed at their feet. Of all here now, the trickster said, you are the very beasts. But a rabbit said, Sir, but of all we are the least. The trickster smiled and raised a hand and spoke, I have a plan. The four of you shall help me to teach the heart of man. Raven, with your love of light, the sun you'll steal soon. For the gift of warmth I give to man to be the greatest boon. And crow, you silly creature, who sings without a voice. Man of pride and helping, you really have no choice. Coyote, my friend, together we'll spin many a tale at night and teach man by our naughtiness what really should be right. At last he turned to Rabbit with a twinkle in his eye. You'll be my favorite creature, and here's the reason why. Your eyes are bright, your feet are swift, your ears here round the bend. And your very simple humbleness will steal the heart of men. Together we shall thwart the pains the gods do throw to us. And turn aside their fiery darts with merriment and mirth. And when time comes that men forget the lessons animals render. T'will be 
humble rabbit that mankind will remember. And round the trickster the animals throng, the birds and all the beasts. And humbly bow to the king they found, who thought himself the least. Greetings and welcome back to the Elysium Project. We're now ready for the second half of our show, The Enlightened Hour, with Jerry Hosek. So without further ado, welcome, Jerry. How are you? Hi, Hercules. I just woke up. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, well, I was away and, uh, well, I was doing some medicine work, actually. I didn't know I was going to do that. And uh, I was up in the Catskills for a couple of days. Awesome. And it was quite amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was quite amazing. And um, I was just releasing stuff and uh, getting information. It was pretty interesting. Um, yeah, clearing stuff all the way back to Sodom and Gomorrah. Wow. I love that <laughs> type of uh, a clearing where you go, like, way, way back into mythic times and uh, – uh, I experienced that when we were with Nevsha at the breathing workshops. Yeah. Um, my past lives kept going further and further back in time till I till I was like in a science fiction type of place. You know, it was, it was incredibly yeah. amazing. So tell me all about uh, this uh, cleaning. It sounds uh, oh, phenomenal. Oh Um, it it was there was um a a friend of mine has a bed and breakfast. In, it's in Boyceville, New York, which is 20 minutes from Woodstock. Mm-hmm. And um, and I stay there periodically uh, overnight. We hang out. You know, we have some drinks. We make food and um, tell stories. And so this time we did the same thing the first night, and I stayed an extra night. And, uh, and it was a very strong... Uh, the, the 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 building itself is called Anteora Mountain House. Wow. And and uh Richard Hellman built it, the mayonnaise mogul. Uh it was it was his hunting route retreat. And um and Anteora uh I forget what it stands for, but it's it's Native Amer it's a Native American Indian name and it has something to do with that area. Oh, that uh, as they have a uh, Anteora Middle School there, which I see on on the way to the to the uh, it's a bed and breakfast. It's also a wedding site. So the the real um, interesting thing about it is it's on a mountain and it has a mountain range behind it, and there's just a lot of uh, interesting energy up there. And again, it was a, there was a strong. Uh, I, I know the ground is is um, I, I don't know it's blessed, um, mm-hmm. and I had a I had a, you know shamanic experience there over the two a little over two days that I was there, and um, and you know that's I, I knew I had to go and I made a plan with my friend and uh, I so I was spending a lot of time there alone and. The grounds are very peaceful because it's on a mountain. Um, it's not up very high, but it's it's um, yeah, it's kind of near it's the near the peak of this one mountain that runs along the highway. 
uh, Route 28, and uh, which is kind of on the way to Phoenicia, I guess, if anybody knows that area. But um, so I, I was just releasing, you know, we, we're all releasing, whether we know it or not, we're, we're all releasing old, um, a lot. The patterns we have are actually in the present moment, and they were just carried over from these past or parallel lives that we have, because we're, uh, we're forever, we're, we're immortals. Um, mm-hmm. And um, that, you know, that's, to me, that's just fact. Um, it, of course, science can't quantify it, but, um, you know, they don't have to. It's just, now it's, it's just instinctual. Um, so it's, no, yeah, it's right. a different, what's that? Oh, you're right. It's, uh, it's, if you do any type of spiritual work, uh, especially over time, and the deeper and deeper you go, the more clearly you see that we are immortal. Not in the way that most people understand that, uh, but uh, there is part of us that uh, does not die, that cannot die, that's been there uh, pretty much untouched since the dawn of time. And then there's like stuff that swirls around it. <laughs> and that stuff is what gives us uh, the problems that we need to uh, uh, face and the challenges we need to uh, surmount. Exactly, and um, the thing is, I mean, I don't. It's I. I'm starting to understand karma differently as I go. Let's say deeper. I I don't think there's really. You know, I'm at a point where I don't think there's really anything left to clear. <laughs> uh, but but I mean, there's always work to be done. But I'm I'm saying like as far as major patterns. Um, I, I at least I'm seeing them all, and whether I'm disengaging from all of them or not, it's you know I have the awareness, and once you have the awareness, it's just a matter of time before all your patterns dissipate. If you're doing, right. you know, the the work on that you should be, let's say, doing on yourself, um, in order to move beyond, you know, where you are, and it's not really about moving beyond. It's it's not really where I be, I do believe we we are whole. It's just that we're shedding, like you said, this kind of uh, um, this inter. Um, I call it, um, it uh, mul- mul- uh, inter. What is it? What, uh, multiple like life debris that that we just pick uh-huh. up from from different from the, from different incarnations, unfinished business, um, and a lot of it. You know, I, I realized over the last few days that a lot of it is just common themes, and we were we were, we talked about archetypes um just a little bit over the 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 chat the AOL messenger not AOL <laughs> AOL I'm yeah. dating myself um Facebook Facebook messenger <laughs> that um and I'm seeing these archetypes where you know these these similar stories have played out in in all of our lives for centuries and centuries and centuries right. if you're if you're incarnating on planet earth anyway um, then you know there's betrayal, there's power, there's lust, there's um, uh, you know addiction, there's there's yep. uh, subjugation, yeah. there's slavery. I mean, there's outlay. I, I'm looking around and I see how many people that I'm a, I'm I know you know in in whatever capacity that are in one partner is enslaved to the other. Because this is a this is a it's a it's just a past life or parallel life pattern that continues to play out in their lives until they actually see what they're doing, and right. and yeah, so it's it's interesting that you know I'm seeing this because I had 
some of my own experiences with with you know just manipulation and control issues and and um uh you know with some of the relationships I was in and um you know with with Valentine's Day coming up I was going to write a little book about it I I I I, I actually you. had like this this direct kind of inspiration that's that said, hey, listen, you're going to do this, like, and there's no time like the present. <laughs> I said, okay, that's fine, I'll do it, and and because I'm, I need to do something. I need to do something like this um, because I've been like attending to everything else and everyone else for a number of years. Uh huh. Um, because you know this was just part of my journey. Um, you know, let's say in the in in before I got married and I was single until I was 37. I was in some major relationships, but I was actually very narcissistic. So then I actually flipped it the other way, mm-hmm. and then I was maybe too empathic, <laughs> and then and so that's and then it got confusing. And now I've, I'm just now finding this happy center, and you know, a, a lot of it has to do with just me taking care of me more and more, nurturing me more and more, loving me more and more. And, um, and not, you know, not falling prey to like obligation with other people and, and, and exercising and exercising good boundaries, man. And you really need that, especially, I realize you need that with your parents if they're Mm -hmm. still alive, like, and especially sons with mothers, you know, mm-hmm. good, strong boundaries, man. There is no no reason, if you're an adult male, that your mother should be trying to take command of your life or, or you know, steering it one way or, the, or another. And, um, you know, it's another dynamic that's, that's prevalent. Um, you know, that we, we, we have some weird family dynamics, all of us, you know, where yeah. none of us are immune, none of us have been immune to it, that that just perpetuate themselves um, in in this current life, and and then also carry over in, into the next life, because again, these you know these dynamics um, sometimes they're just so dysfunctional that 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 they do carry over because f- folks can't like forgive or change or you know whatever the case is, um, and and find find themselves in a, in a more harmonious interaction with family members or even friends or whomever. And, you know, there's just, again, we talked last time about there being so much drama in the world. And, you know, so that's, again, it's just a reflection of folks that are already engaged in, in, in drama on the ground level, let's say in their homes or at their workplace or, you know, wherever at the bingo parlor. And uh-huh. <laughs> And and so they're seeing all this drama in the world, and and now that you know my 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 life is fairly harmonious, I don't even where's the drama? I don't even hear about it. You know, I, I hear a little bit of Trump, Trump, uh huh, Trump. I'm like, oh, whatever. Like it's not so. He's not so trumpeted. <laughs> he's not so yeah. trumpeted anymore because my world is just no polarity at this point because everything that shows up is teaching me. I had a little blowout with this colleague and female mm-hmm. because I was in, I just engaged in some behavior that was just, you know, former behavior, um, just business dealings. And, and it just taught me just, you know, be straight with, you know, not whether or not 
you know, if you're not, whether or not you're trying to take advantage of anyone, like people, you know, there's enough B, there's so much BS going around that, that I think the ones that are getting like, let's say more and more awakened, um, we just, you know, have this immunity to it. We don't want to hear it. And really we want to align with people like ourselves and, and do some of these projects that are kind of starting to show up these opportunities. And, uh, so a lot's happening, so I, I have a lot to talk about, but I don't want to, you know, what are your, what's going on with you lately? I haven't talked, I talked to you a little bit. Yeah, we, we, talk, we talked a little bit, and we actually got together, too, which was great. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. We had a nice the dinner. same type of awareness. I've become aware lately. Uh, I've always been aware of the stories that we live, you know, through mythology, and uh, I worked in the uh, self-help profession for many uh, years. I was a therapist. I did a lot of things in my uh, professional journey, in my uh individual journey, but lately the shades of meaning and how subtle they are and how many levels there are, uh, I've uh, been opened up to seeing that and it is amazing um, how these stories permeate our entire existence. And sometimes <laughs> the stories that people told us a long time ago and we believe them. Sometimes they're stories we're hearing now, like in the news and, and things like that. And other times they're stories we've told ourselves, uh, but they're, they're stories and we have no perception of what reality is really all about. Uh, we have stories and then we react to the stories and the right. extent which we're stuck in that um, has been right in front of my eyes uh, uh, for a long time. And watching it is like mind boggling and then, of course, you know, you can't not watch it because uh, if you ignore <laughs> once you see something like that, you can't go back to your life the way it was because, you know, you know that you're stuck in stories. And uh, so then it becomes, well, what story do I want to live? You know, <laughs> not the story that my mother told me or my grandmother told me or my father mm. told me. You know, those stories suck. They cause a lot of misery, you know, and, uh, and uh, drama. Sure. Yeah, and then the stories we're hearing in the news are causing all this other drama, and people are polarized and stuff like that, and we're part of this whole big thing. Um, and not that you need to be blissfully unaware. You should be aware of mm-hmm. like what's going on. Mm-hmm. Buy into the drama. You don't have to buy into the story that's being told. Uh, and you can start asking yourself, like, you know, what story do I want to live? You know, and like you, I see harmony. You know, um, right. and. Uh, uh, I'm noticing too in my entertainment that I seek like some types of conflict in like uh, my barbarian movies, you know, or the superhero <laughs> movies that I like. So now I'm looking at that too and asking myself, you know, why does part of me need to immerse itself in like this this make believe you know, drama? You know, uh, it's a step removed from real life drama, so it's better in that way. But do I really need to shove myself a couple hours, you know, here and there, you know, in in like make believe conflict? Why do I need that conflict? You know. Um, so because you like drama, like everybody else. Well, a little bit yeah. sometimes in a movie. It's I think it's fine. It's funny. I'm seeing myself not be so interested in television. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, not that I, in the, in the last 15, 20 years, I have not been because I've been busy just having, you know, a life adventure. Um, uh-huh. that's just been, my life has been, you know, a lot of change, constant change because 
I was always moving through experiences in order to learn. And not that I always learned because a lot of times I was just stuck in cycles or patterns. And so I was doing, you know, a lot of the same things, similar type relationships, um, you know, not healthy, whatever. But um, so, so here we are today. And um, yeah, so we have all this stuff around us, swirling around us. But I'm not, you know, I'm, it's funny, I'm paying attention to it less and less, and, and, and uh-huh. not, yeah, not that, um, I mean, I'm aware of what's going on, but I don't, again, I, like, I, like you said, this whole Trump thing is the wall, it's a story, I mean, I, I hear peeps of it come through, because, it, again, it's so, it, it's so trumpeted out there, and, and, you know, you know, every move he makes, and, and I, you know, I hear about it a little bit, and I really just don't like you said. It's just a story, and it's a drama, and it and what it's there for, uh, Hercules. It's to pull my attention over there. And the the you know the phones right. do the same thing. And I'm not. I mean, I'm not anti-technology, and I'm not anti-entertainment. You know, I love entertainment. I love to party. I love to go out. Um, and I love, you know, I love movies, whatever, good movies, good movies, well-made movies, um, you know, that, that are written well, that have, you know, uh, characters with depth or whatever. That's not every movie out there. But um, I noticed that I'm more living for the experience and not the sitting and viewing because it's just right. – it, it for I don't know what, how this changed this well not how it's just that um, there's so much going on even just sitting still and you know looking around your apartment maybe looking in you know looking in my fish tank or whatever or or um, just you know looking at what out all the beauty outside um, with I was just up in the mountains again and I I took one photo and I popped it on my Facebook page and. Um, just divine, 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 divine. So mm-hmm. it's you know why do I look want to look at a screen with this all this you know even my own neighborhood I mean it's winter there's no leaves on the trees but man take a walk outside in the sun one one winter morning when it's uh, you know beautiful and bright out it's just it's goddamn amazing and and you know it's Absolutely. nothing it was always there it's just I was seeing it through different eyes as uh, somebody who wasn't so awake and and um appreciative of you know just the experience he was having um you know without any i used to be into i was like i had an adrenaline addiction so i was always you know looking for some kind of a thrill um and drama that that was definitely part of it i had a drama addiction so and it was just from my childhood how my brain got wired and um and it's a very serious it's a very serious addiction because it's i think it's just as bad as as any substance addiction because you get hooked on drama and then it affects uh-huh. it affects or you get wired for drama in childhood and um you know so it it is actually a physiological thing it took me a little over a year and a half to clear that pattern just by um in the end i i i i journaled like for two and a half days um, every chance I had when I got inspired to, to, to write it out. And then even after that, um, I still had to watch myself very carefully. And what I was doing was actually breaking down these patterns that my mind was in to, you know, that my, it was my mind that was creating, uh, or right. actually my mind was in this type of dynamic 
growing up in a house where there was a lot of conflict and fighting, right? So, so what happened was my brain gets wired for conflict, and so as a young child, you're like, oh, you know, you know, you don't know this consciously, but as a young child, you're in this, you know, crossfire hurricane with your parents fighting all the time, and 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 um, you're like, you're looking at it, and you go, well, okay, this is my parents, they they're together, I'm their oh, this must be loved, oh, this is love, oh, this is what love is, okay, this is what people do, this is what people do, so right. so then. So then, you know, age zero through seven, you're wired up for drama, and then you go out in the world as an adult, and guess what? You're going to get into dramatic relationships. You're going to get into dramatic uh, uh, incidents at work, uh, anywhere, on the street, socially, bingo parlor, like I said earlier, bar, at the, in the bar rooms. You know, that was, that was a good place for drama, psychological drama also, um, when I used to frequent them. Um, more regularly, let's say. It's normal, and uh, you're actually your best casting director. You you seek out people who you can cast them in these roles, so you can live out your particular uh, drama. <laughs> I always found that when people say all, like all men or all women or all uh, Greeks uh, or you know uh, all whatever, anytime somebody says all, you know that they're living in one of these dramas that they cast perfectly, you know, and it reinforces their story and repeats it and puts them in that, that drama cycle. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I've been witnessing that. I've been helping a male friend separate from uh, his, uh, the mother of his two children. They weren't married, um, but they were, you know, married in spirit. And uh, yeah, it was I, I saw, I witnessed exactly what you're talking about, this perpetuation of all women are like this, that can't be trusted, mm -hmm. all women are like this. And I'm like, you know, dude, just like, like get a grip. It's just something you have to go through to help you grow up. It, yeah, it's, it's challenging and, and it's difficult, you know, but um, you will get to the other side of it. And I kept reminding him, him and, and he is getting to the other side of it now because he's actually back yeah. in the house. Yeah, she moved out. Her daddy bought her a new house in Jersey. Her daddy's on the West Coast. but And her father. And uh, so now he's back in his house in, in, in just over a year. You know, he was staying, crashing with friends in, in some uh, basement apartment uh, up, in, up in New York State, just over the border in Rockland County. And so I witnessed all his drama of not accepting that he had to go through this and him fighting himself and his, you know, uh, and, and being emotional about the circumstances he was in. And he was just mirroring some stuff I was going through at the time, which uh -huh. was also non-acceptance of circumstances. And then when I let go of that, you know, just it, really in recent months, I let go of any residual non-acceptance of reality and then things just got so much easier and um and there's no concern anymore there's no fear there's no whatever there's no there's no there's no friction with me and anything and there's really no polarity because i'm not buying into any polarity because i know it's all showing up to, to teach me something as long as i don't fall into some emotion that you know that's also that's judging or measuring the experience saying well this is bad well if i do that then i'm not going to actually learn what i'm supposed to learn from it because i right. i label it bad and then it can't deliver the teaching or the message or the learning or the the you know the the light bulb moment yes it, it, um it, you're 
one of the things that you just said resonates with me strongly, the mirror-like nature of reality. Once you realize uh, um, that, uh, then when you look at things, you know, especially the things you're reacting to, uh, the mirror-like nature that's mirroring something to you, what is it telling you? Um, it, it, it's, it's really, really great, the information that you can get uh, from it. And if you take responsibility for it, too, if you realize that you're projecting a great deal of this, so it's telling you what's going on inside of yourself more than it's telling you what's going on out there, uh, then, uh, you know, it, it, it's amazing the types of insights you can have. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it, it's, again, it's a matter of, um, yeah, I heard this gentleman refer to it as a subtlety, meaning, you know, it's implied if you're if you're this aware where you're realizing that everything that's showing up is relevant and and it's and it's in in it's in your interest. That's why it's showing up. It's it's actually moving you forward, whether it's can be labeled or polarized as a good or bad experience. Um, it's it's showing up to help you actually. And things I found out that things that slow me down that I used to um, that I used to what's the word despise because I didn't like to be slowed down you know sometimes you need to be slowed down and there's nothing wrong with it um, because it's just the natural order of things occurring in your life but we you know when we love to control there's a, it's called a fear control paradigm i think or fear control addiction actually i've i've heard okay. it referred to as um so it and it it all stems from um i this is you know research i did on 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 myself and wondering you know why i had such <clears throat> deep seated control issues and it was of course because of my parents primarily um, but where it comes from, it comes from a place of protection. So when you're in an environment with, let's say, parents, siblings, whatever, and there's no real healthy boundaries, mm-hmm. uh, and then there's manipulation going on, let's say, and there's infighting, conflict, um, drama, um, you know, just an overall kind of air of, uh, non-harmony <laughs> um, you you learn how to protect yourself by whatever means possible so um, so it, manipulation and control and anger fear all of this they're just tools we use as children let's say um, you know early on in life to actually protect ourselves from from what was coming at us which was really the same thing control manipulation so we learned how to also control and ma- manipulate in order to protect ourselves mm-hmm. and getting caught up in that in that dynamic would also because we were in that mode we would we would attract other folks who would um also be manipulative let's say because we were in the mode of protecting ourselves from it um and and in most cases we were actually also engaged in manipulation with other people so it's just the mirrors coming back 
and the mirror, uh-huh. and now we have to protect. Now we have to protect, and then we also have to still manipulate so that we have to control, protect, manipulate, strategize. And, um, and this goes on with, you know, even people that haven't, that did not have, let's say, um, uh, 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 more profound, dysfun- that, that, that people that weren't in profoundly dysfunctional families, even, you know, normal everyday America, um, there's a lot of, this going on and and what it just it creates blocks and blocks and blocks because we find ourselves um let's say in conflict with some of the same people or the same people most of, all the time or to some degree so there's this just chain of uh or or pattern of disharmony so what do you think that that's creating in someone's life if you're engaged in these type of relationship dynamics or patterns with folks then it's only going to attract more of the same more of the same kind of people more of the same kind of circumstances where there's conflict or control uh or you know power struggles what have you so you know i think once you do the good work on yourself and you recognize whatever your pa- your patterns are and you know the place i would start of course is really men look at your relationship with your mothers and compare them to the relationships you've had with girlfriends or wives or current wife or ex-wives and you know look for the patterns there um, and then, you know, women do the same thing with your fathers and a, a lot with a lot of um, a lot of addiction comes from um, in, in my research comes from um, and, and, you know, other folks will tell you this as well. Not not so much mainstream um, medicine as far as in, in the behavioral health sector, because they don't really dig too deep um, They're You know, they're all I mean, they, they're doing other stuff now, but they're not so maybe. Um, let's say uh, kind of simple-minded about it because it was all about uh, just talk therapy and pharmaceuticals. Um, so I think now some of the alternative methods are trying to starting to seep over into um, mainstream medicine. And you know there is there is real trauma therapy out there. You just have to right. kind of get get yeah. So one has to be ready to do whatever it takes um, in order to let's say recover or heal. And that's when the teachers or the tools or the instruments or the treatments or what have you actually show up because you make a commitment to yourself. Like, like, like you know, um, with me, I made a commitment. I had a vision of, you know, some kind of a vision. It, was a, it wasn't a very clear, detailed vision, but I, 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 there was a couple things I wanted and, uh-huh. um, in my life. And both very, very significant. And I, I won't get into it now because then we'll just go off on a big tangent. But, you know, I mean, one was a, you know, a functional, very functional, harmonious relationship, which I never really had with any woman. And then the other one um, is just, you know, material success through doing something that I love. So that's, that's the very short, you know, so I've, I've, I've not had either one of those for any sustained period of time in most of my life, right. Or my entire life. Um, mm-hmm. I've had, you know, tastes of success, uh, financial, uh, career, et cetera. And, um, you know, some in business success, sometimes it was very, um, accelerated and easy money sometimes. Um, but never really sustained because there was always a, a disconnect because my, my early childhood was so disconnected, but not to blame the childhood. It's like you, you have to go, you have to go back to get some of the clues 
and go, oh, okay, and this is the relationship I have with my mother, and this is the relationship I have with my father, and, oh, and I see how it impacts my day-to-day now because I see this dynamic, this pattern occurring over and over and over with my mom or my dad or whatever, and this, this is how it affects me with my wife or my husband. And then that's how you do this game. You have to do some real inquiry, and, and it's about putting the ego aside and saying, okay, what's my role in all of this, and what can I change about myself to get happy or happier or just content or harmonious. That's the word, you know, I'm, I'm focusing on these days is just I want really nothing but harmony. And, and I'm finding more and more of that because I've just gotten myself there through all the hard work uh, of, you know, peeling the onion, unraveling myself, re- reassembling myself. And now here I am. And guess what's happening now? And not that I mean, there was kind of that carrot that I put in front of myself with, you know, the relationship and the career success, but that's actually now starting to show up because I know, you know, both of those things are right on the horizon, right here in front of me, um, you, you know, with, within walking distance, let's say, uh, uh-huh. because I've done, I've done the work to prepare myself to, to be there. You know, I'm just about there, let's say, if, if I had to assess myself um, – Honestly, yeah, I still got some more stuff to do, some some more work, you know, to 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 get to a place where I'll be able to in, intelligently uh, and emotion, you know, with emotional intelligence handle, let's say, a full-fledged uh, um, um, emotionally healthy relationship with a partner, and um, and then money, you know, that's a responsibility also, material success. Uh, that's you know delegating. Um, you you can't get too. I mean you can, but um, but not all. You know not with most uh, opportunities. Um, it, it you you can't do it alone. You have to have people working for you, and and that requires good relationship dynamics with employees uh-huh. and good boundaries. You know good boundaries. Um, it's uh again the boundaries are very important um especially if you're coming out of old dynamics with folks that you've uh-huh. been around for a long time they need to be broken and you and we're recognizing them more and more especially let's say in the last few months ever, ever since that blood moon that last one we had i it's just been like total upheaval for me in a good way you know like it ripped some things out of the ground like the bolts came out of you know, my, my foundation. And it's like, okay, let's just start building the new one around the one we just ripped, you know, ripped apart. And it's like, boom, boom, boom. So, um, you know, all is really well with me. Um, I enjoy doing the show with you, um, once a month. And, um, I, I'm sensing that we're going to be doing something on a, on a bigger platform soon because this, those opportunities are starting to show or have been showing up lately. Um, so I'm excited about that, and you know that's just something you and I are attracting to ourselves just by having our attention on 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 that as a potential um, experience. Yes, I feel the same. Uh, I don't know exactly what uh, yet uh, either, but I do feel that we're going to be doing something on a much larger platform, and uh, video uh, related opportunities have been popping up in my life uh, to a very great degree, uh, as well as uh, um, other types of projects that are very. Uh, 
related in terms of media. So uh, I'm sure that uh, we're going to do something incredibly awesome later. And uh, I'm excited about all the awesome stuff you're doing with uh, the Expo. That is uh, uh, an incredible thing you're bringing to uh, the world and initially in New Jersey. Uh, Would you like to share some updates on what's going on with that? Um, Yeah, that's just moving forward nicely. Everything's falling into place. There's just I I primarily have been doing some prep prep work on myself as far as my own self development because I needed to actually get some profound patterns out of the way. There was there was one in particular that was still there um, that had to do with you know just business interactions and um, and just being you know just more I don't know direct and and and. Um, my lesson, I think, has been, you know, communication should be um, should be more precise when uh-huh. when collaborating with folks uh, because it's anyway. That's that's you asked me about the expo. So the expo is um, it'll be in North Bergen. So we have all that information from last time. But for folks that are uh, that that didn't catch the last episode. I have an opportunity. Oh, I'm, I'm, we, it's already scheduled, and we're we're doing an expo in North Bergen. It's a facility that was called Schutzen Park. It was um, it's a it's a big senior living facility, um, and and the the thing that drew me to this location after I got a phone call, somebody was looking to have help help me market. The, um, the facility for them. So I, I, I went to see it, and it's just—it's a beautiful. There's two ballrooms. One is a grand ballroom, all newly renovated, um, and the other one is a smaller ballroom. And um, the, the first one lends itself to doing big weddings. They're already doing them there, because um, uh-huh. it can hold something like—it's a ridiculous number. It's like I think 500 tables or something. Yeah. Wow. Um, or yeah, some, or I don't know, 500 people, 600. Yes, actually, it was something like 500 people, or five to 600, depending on how they arrange the tables. Yeah, which is pretty huge. And and then the other ballroom is, uh, it's also large, but uh, not as large as that. It, it's more for like uh, corporate conference type things, um, where you can you know easily just have a, a presentation with like 200 people or something. Um, and so I'm doing an expo there and it's going to be high traffic event because I published the North Jersey or the, uh, Bergen Passaic edition of natural awakenings magazine, which is a national franchise focus, uh, is health and sustainability, definitely uh, personal development, a little, you know, a little bit of uh, spiritual stuff, but mostly kind of uh, aimed at the, they call it the low house demographic, which is um, those that um, uh, exercise a lifestyle of health and sustainability. So low house is lifestyle of health and sustainability. It's um, it's 25% of the U.S. currently. It's a rapidly growing demographic, and um, uh-huh. I'm attracting I'm attracting sponsors. We have um, looks like um, I have a new advertiser called Springine Toothpaste. Um, the guy has an amazing story. The founder um, Saeed, Saeed is his name, or Dr. Saeed actually. 
Um, he's Invite got a factory. Huh? What? Invite him on one day. We're we're going to actually let's. Uh, I'm going to book him for next month because he needs to tell his story uh, on on air. I know a lot of your folks are interested in good health, and his yes, toothpaste is is tremendous, tremendous. As far as your mouth just feels so much cleaner and healthier, and it's 99.999% um, antimicrobial. Um, it's it's real anti-plaque. It just dissolves over time. It dissolves the plaque that's building build up builds up between your teeth. You know, from the calcium or whatever, or the calcium deposits as well from the water, the minerals. And um, so you don't really you won't need your dentist much because um, you probably won't get any cavities if you use it, you know, regularly. Um, and uh, so I'm going to have him on next week. And yeah, so he looks like he's going to be a sponsor. Um, I really love his product. Um, it's just it's tremendous. Um, he has his own um, what what is it called Sonic toothbrush that's also just out of this world high technology um and you know he's changing people's lives because uh a lot of the from what i know what i learned from interviewing him it, to get his uh -huh. story for, for some of the marketing we were doing for him in the magazine and elsewhere um i learned that a lot of the toothpaste is just it it doesn't do much it's people typically buy toothpaste for taste and maybe price also. Um, and uh, however, what what he's selling is just like it's real. Um, it's the real it's, deal. Huh? It's, it's a superior product. Yeah, it's better than anything out there because I've never encountered. It. I mean, I'm always trying different products, like at, you know, through, from Whole Foods or, or or wherever I'm buying them online. You know, iHerb or or um, even Amazon, and I'm, I try different products. You know, I do a little research sometimes because I want to use the best products, but this just came right to me. I started using it, and in fact, I had a problem. What's really beautiful about his, his product is the, the, you know, high antimicrobial protection, uh, which is almost 100%. I, had, um, I have it impacted, and I was concerned about this because um, I had a, a pocket, next to a, um, a wisdom tooth that was impacted. And uh -huh. um, that pocket once sometimes would, would catch food. Um, it, it would just get, like, embedded in there. And then, you know, I, I, I was like, my, my breath wasn't fresh and this and that. So, and I was trying different things. I tried an antibacterial that, that, you know, my dentist is actually one of the best dentists in, in this tri-state area. Um, uh -huh. And, I mean, we couldn't even solve it together. And it was just the dynamic of this tooth and pocket. But I, I – so, you know, not, not to – my dentist is really good. It's, it, it's no reflection on him. It was just kind of the nature of the beast. You know, we had this deeper pocket. So um, when I, I started using his toothpaste, and immediately my mouth started feeling different. But what I noticed is that I don't – if there's any food getting caught in there, it's not producing mm -hmm. any odor because – the damn toothpaste is killing all of it. So, and this was something I couldn't solve earlier because the more, the deeper I brushed it or whatever, 
it, it would actually deepen the pocket so the food would go cheaper. And it was just a mess, the whole thing. So just using this toothpaste solved the problem. It's like, boom. And that's what this does. It solves problems. You have gum problems, it'll make your, your gum, gums healthier. You know, you have, your teeth are in bad shape. It'll definitely, definitely help the overall um, health of your mouth because it's just a superior, superior formulation. He's an organic uh, chemist. And uh, you're like master formulator. And he worked at some of the big, I'm not going to mention who they are, but, you know, everybody would recognize these toothpaste brands. He worked for, you know, one of the biggest in, right. in, in the world. And that's when he determined he's going to tell his story next month. So he's going to tell his story. I'm not, going to, I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag because it is a good story how, how you know, he got into this because um, he just, you know, discovered that, it was just a big sham, everything. <laughs> with, with, it was just about, you know, getting people to buy junk and making top dollar and profits on it, which is kind of, you know, par for the course with a lot of these, a lot of these products. Um, yeah. Right, but that's so we do our homework, and then, you know, we buy the better stuff online or at Whole Foods or whoever, you know, whoever has it. You know, I eat as much organic as I can. You know, you right. can't always when you're out, but now, now it's becoming easier and easier to do, so... Um, so I'm happy. I'm seeing more gluten-free. I, I had to get off wheat because it was causing um, some skin. Uh, my body was just not was was telling me it didn't want it anymore. So it was causing some some skin uh, like blemishes, irritation, some you know redness, flaking, and stuff. Uh, nothing nothing major, just minor little places on my body. Uh, so it's just I have to listen. So I got off wheat. Right. And and then you know and I wasn't so strict in the be you know in the in the first few years but now I am um, because I'm you know I'm, I I I want to have harmo- harmony with my body and my mind so um, so here we are and uh, every, everything's going well. I'm glad to hear that. It, it sounds like are we getting reverb on the machine? Yes, we are. I don't yeah. hear it. Yeah. Oh, you don't hear it. Okay, good. That's the important thing. I'm going to try to fix it on my end. Uh, that is awesome. I'm looking forward to having him on and learning all about his uh, uh, products. And uh, I'm excited for all the things that uh, you're doing. And uh, it's great to be up to date on them. Yeah. Um, thanks. Thanks uh, for your interest. Uh, yeah, everything's going great. I'm sure you're having your own adventure and and you said there's a lot of opportunities coming and and you know uh, one thing i must mention because i know it's probably applies to you as well um you know some of the opportunities that are showing up it's just people trying to you know leverage or or something and it was something i used to do in the past also before i you know became more aware of certain behaviors let's say and and um and just reaching a place of higher integrity. Um, but, you know, you have to – There, a good friend of mine reminded me today, we were talking on the phone, and I know this guy for a long, long time, and he's very, very smart. He's, a, he's been in business, and uh, he's a high uh, – he's a well-paid consultant in his field. Um, so businessman as well, and I – you know, he said he mentioned that you know there's people out there that'll just they'll try to manipulate whenever they can. So we all have to realize that um, that is out there, and sometimes it, it is mirroring us. 
because we're not aware of certain manipulations because it, again it could be something from from that we developed years earlier in, in childhood or whatever in order to survive let's say um, maybe certain hardships challenges in in within family dynamics so um, I, I'm not judging anyone when I talk about any of this um, because I've oh, pretty sure much had every pattern that way. No, I never yeah right but I'm just way. right but but um, and I again I like I don't mean to harp on this but it's something that I'm realizing you know within my own let's say unfolding that I had some of these much you know more deeper um, dysfunctional dynamics with with family and they've they've carried over in, into now into today and and we're actually I'm working on clearing them and and pr how I'm doing that primarily is just clearing myself of them and once I yeah. do that. It it well, right once I do that it it gives other people permission because they actually see oh wow he did it you know he did this he cleared this he changed this about himself and you know whether it's family members friends coworkers doesn't matter um, you know they're, they're like oh so it gives them permission to also make that change to have the courage to. Um, change whatever it is they wanted to maybe change about themselves, or it gives them new insights or gives them the idea of, Hey, you know what? And not that we do it to improve, you know, cause well, we are, but, but we're, this is, we're all going through, let's say whatever our story is. Right. Um, and it's a much bigger story than we think. Um, yeah. Once we peel away, once we peel away enough of the layers, we see how we're connected to the entire history of this thing. You know that that comes somewhere down the line um, after we clear enough of the the, the debris. You know, um, and and what I mean by that is just the, the patterns, the dysfunctions, the resentments, the the jealousies, the um, the control games, the power games, the you know, abuse sometimes, um, whether it's psychological or what, even emotional. There's a lot of emotional incest going on out there with, you know, family members and even wives and husbands. Sometimes it just gets a little too, you know, enmeshed or, mm -hmm. or maybe not enmeshed enough because people aren't emotionally available for each other because after the romance fades, after about six months, um, their hearts are closed again. Um, and, and because all the, the, the old patterns that they never resolved kick in somewhere around, you know, six to eight months. I, I, you know, remember from my own history <laughs> and, you know, the honeymoon's over and it's just like, okay, now her parents kick in, my patterns kick in and we're, you know, we're in another rodeo. And, um, it took me a long time to figure out, you know, this time around just, don't get into anything for a while. Don't get involved with anyone. Just work on yourself. It's the road less traveled. We all love a distraction. We all love having someone around um, in order to distract ourselves. And, and also, I mean, you know, for basic human needs. I'm, I'm not. Right. Um, right. But, but it is a distraction because I've been, I've, been, um, I've been actually living alone and working most of the time alone because I work out of my home and when I'm not out in the field uh, selling advertising or dealing with distribution or whatever um, uh, with people that work for me. And 
Um, but I'm home. I've been home most of the time, and um, let's say in the last two and a half years, work, working out of home and and living by myself, and it's been really, really good medicine. It's it's allowed me to uh, really make a lot of deep, deeper, deeper, deeper inquiries as to you know just how I how I had been living life all my life, and how I choose to consciously mm-hmm. live it now. So. Because I'm empowered, or I'm empowering myself each day as I go, because I'm all in. I'm all in. You can't sit around and do the same old shit and sit on the couch and watch freaking stupid, you know, whatever people watch every night. Right. Uh, that, that, again, robs them of their attention, because there's a whole world of, uh, you know, magic and beauty really going on, especially with certain interactions with people once you do become a, a more harmonious person then i meet people all the time very spontaneously and i used to do that before but now more much 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 more so than ever i'm having just random seemingly random very spontaneous um sometimes very uh uh, pleasant and engaging interactions with people that I just meet on the street. I was just talking to a guy. I was talking. Listen, I was coming back real quick, uh, and we'll, I know we have to wrap soon. I'm coming back from uh-huh. Catskills. I'm coming back from the Catskills today, and um, I I I went. I drove through Woodstock from my friend's place, and um, I was gonna. I was going to Sargates, and everything was closed over there because uh, they don't get a big, you know, any kind of crowd during the day for for lunch. And then uh-huh. so I went down to New Paltz. I was on my way home. I was driving down the, the throughway south, and I stop in the New Paltz, and I go to this one breakfast joint, this bistro that I sometimes eat at when I'm there. And um, I finished my food, and there's an older gentleman sitting next to me, and we started chatting because uh, I just made a comment about what he had um, to eat. And uh, he, he's, he wound up inviting me to his 80, 80th birthday party, uh, wow. gave me a little business card that has the details on it. And, you know, so it's like these things, again, it's just kind of more magical, more seemingly random, spontaneous, uh, and also pleasant. I, I used to have these random spontaneous things occur and they they used to not be so pleasant because i wasn't in harmony and that's the problem Mm -hmm. people think like oh everything has to change around me life has to change the president has to change and my children and my mother has to change you know what f you f you no they don't you once you You change everything around you changes everything around you starts to change but it's it's an all-in game it's you can't do this piecemeal half measures availed us nothing zero 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 you got to be all in and say listen this is the life i want and i'll do anything to get there and um and it's not even the life I want. It's just more harmony, more harmony. Let's, you know, I don't want to, like, put carrots in front of people's faces, but, but harmony is definitely a beautiful carrot to attain if you can get there because then right. all this BS we used to concern ourselves with is gone. It's just not part of your psyche, your reality anymore. Whatever frictions and conflicts and disconnects and fears and uh, – 
uh, conflicts, dramas, gone. But it's a process. It takes time, and it's a process. And, we, and we, have to, we have to understand not to get discouraged because when we look back, we'll see, oh, I made progress. Look, I made pro- I don't do that anymore, or I don't do that pattern, or I don't do that, or I don't talk to my mother this way anymore, even when she you know, pesters me or, or frustrates the hell out of me. I don't engage in, in any drama um, in order to try to protect myself from let's say her patterns, right? So now I can just tackle it like a healthy adult person and set established boundaries and move on and do the, you know, and spend more time focusing on the the activities that I really like to do instead of dealing with my patterns and other people's patterns. And they're going to cut us off uh, now, but I had a great time that you've, uh, these are spectacular insights. And uh, as always, we have some overlap in the things that we're experiencing. So I learned a lot from your um, you know, sharing what you've learned. Thank you so very much, Jerry. Um, I look forward to seeing you again very soon and uh, talking to you again on the show next month. Yep, same here. Same here, uh, Hercules. Thanks for having me on. Um, always a pleasure. And next month, Dr. Saeed, we're going to hear his story, how he actually lost his uvea. He was testing some of the ingredients in, in, in this major brand toothpaste, and uh, he dissolved that little boxing punching bag that we have hanging there in our oh, mouth. Wow. That's called a uvea. Yeah, yeah, a crazy story. He's going to come on next month and tell it. Um, have a great night. You too. Take care, Jerry. And thanks to everybody for joining us from home. Until next time, this is Hercules Mictus and Jerry Hosek wishing you the best. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks for listening to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. Join us seven nights a week for exciting programming covering a variety of expressions of faith. And remember... All manifestations of the divine are equally valid.